0: Uh, What we'll do for the next uh, probably about 30 minutes or so is uh, we'll run through each of the groups and whoever your spokesperson in is gonna lead kind of a mini uh, facilitation session. And so we'll go about five or six minutes for uh, each group. I think we'll probably get through five or six groups and um, just try and have some open discussion. So uh, as the moderator of each of these uh, breakout rooms comes on and talks about their topic or question or what what, what the big focus was for them, if you wanna chime in, go ahead and use the breakout room or participant window bottom right-hand corner there's a raise hand feature um, and go ahead and do that and we'll call on probably about three people or so and then move on to the the next uh topic so um we will i think last week i started at the bottom so we're going to start at the top again so we'll go room one which is jody julie matt nathan rita and susan um so if somebody from that group wants to come off a mute and maybe talk about what your uh what your topic was and what you want to open up to the uh, broader group here and we'll get a discussion going perfect matt
1: Sure. So yeah, our group, as Jeff already uh, delved into it, Rita, Jody, Julie, Nate, and Susan was with us. Uh, Susan, if you can hear us, hello. We know that your Wi-Fi went down, so definitely hope to hear from you. Get to see you. You know, we discussed a lot of personal stuff. Um, You know, Rita, who's going to be looking to read two books, uh, two books a month. Uh, Jody's looking for a way to have some difficult conversations. Was able to nab a book to help her uh, towards that goal, and hopefully. Uh, be able to help business as well. Uh, Julie's looking to uh, develop playbooks and doing more writing for the success journey. So Jeff, you get to hold her to that. She'll hopefully be providing uh, some content for us. Uh, Nate's looking to do a great thing, you know, for the great, great, huge book of business that he has. He wants to look to form videos for that one the many touch. You know, as we had flushed that really, Give some humanity to that one-to-many as opposed to just an email where tone is completely absent um, but the thing that we really honed in on is when discussing with folks you know hey so how's your day going and people will tend to respond I'm really busy uh, we decided that busy is probably something that we may want to uh, kind of mix from our vocabulary and say that we're trying to be productive um, but we also wanted to of course pull the room and see what you all think uh, of using the term busy um, over the past year, of course, myself being one, um, you know, many folks in this room I and mean, in the rooms that we ho- uh, host in Ganga Rotane, you are know, all uh, highly engaged in your jobs and escalating through things. I've been looking for the past year. Uh, so for those of us who have been out, you know, yes, we are uh, busy or tasked with different things as opposed to the rest of you. But then there are those who in work or as, a, um, as Jody had brought up uh, at a trade show so to say. Someone comes up to you and says, hey, how's your day going? And they go, really, really busy. And you want to say, yeah, that's great, but think, what have they really accomplished? They probably haven't accomplished that much. So, it's the different aspects of that and just really trying to approach that, but then really think, you know, is it a term that we really want to embrace or is there something that we want to uh, replace it with?
0: Awesome. Yeah, so I think there's, you know, a couple ways to take that, you know, how are you kind of talking about some of the things you're accomplishing internally? Um, you know, how are you approaching that? Um, how are you kind of making sure to show progress internally and then, um, subsequently, you know, when you're talking with customers, um, and they say that they're busy, you know, how are you approaching that? Um, you know, how are you kind of getting around that, uh, vernacular with them? Uh, if they are busy, then they're going to say, I don't have that much time to talk to you right as a CSM. So how are you kind of, um, maybe getting around that, making sure that you're providing value in your interaction. So, um, if there's anybody out there, maybe wants to come off mute and share a couple of examples, if you want to go ahead and raise your hand, uh, maybe about ways that you're trying to approach your customers. Um, and make sure that you have valuable interactions. Make sure that they're not skipping your meetings. They're trying to move your touch points, you know, all the time and consistently. So um, anybody have any uh, ideas or things that you're trying to do there? Uh, that would be great uh, to raise your hand. I'll give one example recently just to get the ball rolling that we've um, that we've tried to institute, you know, and, and tried to, to work on a lot, which is um, trying to take some of, our, um, some of our one-to-one work and make it one-to-many. So um, our CSMs have a lot of times put together great, uh, presentations or decks about uh, kind of industry data, or they've put together things that you know we've learned internally about uh, specific features or tools that we're using, best practice methodology for uh, when you're instituting community. So what we're trying to do is actually then um, sometimes you know our CSMs are making those, or or our strategic services team are making those just for one client interaction, and so then we're trying to create a library of those and try and figure out then how do you take that you know, to the larger customer base, provide a valuable interaction and then uh, create some sort of follow-up touch point to that. So uh, that's one thing that we're trying to work on, you know, as we think about kind of valuable touch points with our customers um, and go from there. I don't see any raised hands yet. So I'm probably gonna have to start calling on people and that's always not fun. So, all right, cool. Uh, Ramya, it looks like you've got your hand raised. What are some of your thoughts here?
2: Yeah, uh, so absolutely 100% agree with you on, you know, creating the use of the assets. For us, a um, couple of examples that I can share is a monthly success call deck. So we do that on a monthly basis with every client. Some of the things that we would like to include are just a very high level overview of an account snapshot, right? Where are you with your licenses rollout? Where are you with respect to your cases this month? Um, just very, very quick high level o- snapshot. And then the other material. So this is the only slide that people have to update for their client. The rest of the slides are information about events that are tied to, you know, industry specific events that you're hosting. Um, things outside of that, webinars that they can attend, uh, what's upcoming in our product release, what is that one feature that we want to showcase, whether you're using it today, here are the enhancements, if you're not using it, here is the value driver. Um, So basic success call deck that we do on a monthly basis, spreads across all of the CSMs as well as the AMs. Um, So even if a client doesn't join your call, even if they postpone, we send the deck with all the information that they need. And usually they come back to us with questions and they're like, oh, I have a question on this. Can I meet with you? So it's a little bit more, you know, they, they, they're getting involved in that. Um, so that's something that they've instituted.
0: Awesome, yeah. I think it's a great example and I love the idea of just trying to highlight like one feature, one area of, that they can explore the product, you know, um, keep it simple, try and get them just to move on one thing. Um, I also like to think about if we're having regular meetings with a customer, um, I try and break meetings down into three categories. One is, is this an alignment call? Uh, or is this a informational call or is this a decision call? And so I also like to try and set expectations with them. Hey, we need to make some decisions on this call in order for us to actually move X, Y, and Z forward, or, Hey, I just want to align with you on what your upcoming goals and objectives are, or, Hey, this is purely informational. I've got um, things I'm willing to share about our product our events, whatever is upcoming. So I also think about meetings in those three contexts so that the customer then can dictate and choose if it's going to be valuable for them. And at the same time, like, um am i thinking about the meeting expectations that way so that's something that i use um i've used before so um kind of an easy breakdown uh louise looks like you got your hand raised
3: oh did we lose you yeah so similar fashion what what we were seeing last year customers oh did we
0: lose you louise Might have oh, yeah okay. We'll go. Um, Anastasia, you've got your hand raised. What are some of your thoughts here?
4: So I think instead of asking, how are you today and get the general response of busy, one way you can break the ice is ask, what's your rockstar moment this week? And talk about just both personally and professionally. So you get that you establish that relationship. You start having some common denominators and you start having those conversations that break the ice and make you get to know your customers a little
2: bit better.
0: Yeah, I think it's a great, I always like to think about different questions to ask. So uh, I think I've used, I've highlighted some of these in the past, but you know, what's one thing that's on your whiteboard that you've accomplished in the last 30 days you're really excited about, or what's one thing that's in the, you know, 30 days in the future that you're, you're worried about right now. Um, I asked my team internally, we have some standups that we do. And so on Fridays, I asked them, you know, what's, what's the one thing over the past five days that you um, were excited to accomplish or excited to work on? Like, how do you just try and I think to your point, Anastasia, you get around some of the just, hey, how you doing? And, and how do we get more into um, things that are exciting to them, things that are challenging or stressful? Like, how do you get into some of these emotions um, rather than just the, hey, how are you doing? So I think it's a great, great point um, to bring up. Josh, looks like you got your hand raised and then we'll uh, we'll move on to the next group.
5: Yeah, in fact, this is I uh, wanted to kind of add on to something else that was uh, previously said about going and determining attention and getting uh, um um, focus on one task. And that is, uh, I have a concept that I, I consider, which is a uh, return on attention. So if I'm sending out an email or sending a message or holding a meeting, just like your idea of breaking these things into why it's, what is that one thing that I can go and get out of this meeting and make sure that that's something that they've bought into um, because everybody is uh, busy. And I think inherently people are saying, Hey, how much effort is this going to take me to do And if I want to get them to do something more than just flip a switch, you know, metaphorically speaking, if I want them to actually participate, I have to kind of show, hey, the return on attention, this is why you should actually attend or do or watch, et cetera. And return on effort, uh, which is, hey, I know that I'm asking a big ask of you to go and implement this tool, but you're going to get all these things. Right. And so this is uh, the idea of going and figuring out what that persona is interested in speaking to that and engaging that and that's uh, allows me to be able to engage them uh, also on that personal level because I understand for them what their value
0: I love that return on attention and return on uh, effort I think those are both and, and I think it shows that you're you know putting yourself in their shoes you're thinking about this from their angle right I think that's the the big part um so I like those I like those use of words though I'm gonna, I'm gonna uh, steal that
5: potentially. So appreciate that, Josh. Uh, careful. Cause I have some blog content coming out with these <laughs> things. So <laughs> I'll go find those
0: then. We'll, TM. <laughs>
5: uh, yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, awesome. We'll go to room two. So ashmi Corinne, uh, Courtney, Laura, Patricia, Tom, who wants to uh, maybe come off mute and highlight the topic from your group that we can, uh, we can all dive into.
6: Yeah. So, um, we, <laughs> we had um our discussion topic coming from one of the one of the habits shared so um just quick recap of the habits ashmeet wants to be more organized this year um corinne wants to be more sort of about requesting time with clients um tom wants to make time to build his personal brand and sort of increase cs knowledge Patricia wants to read more, especially business leadership books, and she specifically called out the GGR podcast and uh, the great episode you had where you recommended some some good books. Um, so the <laughs> the discussion topic that we came up with was um, kind of bouncing off of Corinne's ha- uh, goal of sort of being more assertive with requesting time, and just wanted to get folks' thoughts on how to get clients to engage in a strategic conversation um where maybe they don't you know it's not it's not a statement of work situation it's they don't have to be engaging with you how can you get them to to have those conversations and see the value in um you know getting on a phone call with you to to cover something about your product
0: man this is, it's almost like continuation of what we were just talking it's, about. Which is,
6: I know. And it is a little is related, but, yeah, yeah.
0: but I think it's, maybe I think it'll... it's still good because it's, I think it gets more into the, um, like what, what cadence are we meeting? Why are we meeting? Um, how are we asking for that time? So, yeah. um, we can touch on it just for a couple minutes maybe and see if anybody has any ideas, you know, what are ways that they've used in the past to, um, again, try and highlight, you know, what the call is going to be about, why we're trying to ask for time, um, when we are. So, uh, I know I've got some thoughts, but Matt looks like you've got your hand raised just real quick because the one
1: thing that i always love to emphasize to any service provider is your customers do have a uh, a goal they have a reason for doing what they do calling and if it were up to them they would either be doing their calling all day and getting that personal value out of it or spending time doing just personal enjoyments they would not be engaging with their service provider so any way to show them hey the contact with us will be minimal but the value will be great that's really just the greatest emphasis and any, uh, as I like to call it, personal respect, personal consideration, hey, by the way, here are just the things that are going to be covered in this five minute call or this you know, hour long and the reason why it needs to be an hour long. And always try to overbook because in the minute that you get to overbook and then turn to a person, hey, listen, the rest of the day is yours hopefully you get that joy out of it. But of course, always trying to emphasize the value uh, and really take it to personal, uh, personal respect of, hey, listen, I understand you probably don't want to be engaged in this right now, but here's what you can get out of it. And I promise to give you back whatever time you can uh, afterwards.
0: Yeah, I think that's a good, um, I think starting from the, the very beginning, like taking that point, Matt, you know, how are you from the very moment you're starting the relationship, providing value, thinking about, time on their end thinking about you know how they're going to be engaging the solution like what's going to be valuable for them Um, you know I would say nine times out of ten I'm canceling CSM meetings uh, for some of the vendors that we use and it's solely because they're not actually being like they're coming to the meeting saying hey can I have a check-in and that's like my one you know biggest pet peeve first of all but two like they have actually haven't done any research they haven't shown me that they're trying to get ahead they're trying to help me think about our business strategically so you know when we show up for meetings for three or four times in a row and you haven't done the research you haven't looked into our business you haven't tried to dig into our data that actually tell us, you know, what we should be thinking about, what we should be doing, then, um, I'm inherently just going to think that those calls are not going to be valuable. So, um, I think just starting from the very beginning, like, how are you providing value in every instance that you have with the customer? Um, and thinking about, I think almost back to Josh's point, you know, what's the return on, uh, attention return on effort. And, you know, are you providing that on a regular basis as well? Um, uh, or two things that come to
7: mind for me, uh, Greg King, looks like you've got your hand raised. What are some of your thoughts here? Yeah, um, obviously agree with what you guys just said. Um, one of the things that we try and do with our customers, once we've identified a, a value driver of why they purchase the software, we have these playbooks um, based on those value drivers of things that we're going to do to be prescriptive with the customer. Um, so when we have these engagements, the things that that you know we're always trying to do is first of all um, share the agenda ahead of time so that the customer you know knows what they're coming into and they can be prepared to participate. Um, we make it a habit to come into engagements um, based on like some community content. Like we're a developer tool where one of several tools that our customers are using and we try and understand some of the tangential technologies, other things that they might be concerned about. So even if we show up and maybe in terms of our action items and, or what they need, there's not a lot, we can fill in that time and say, well, okay, like saw this really cool blog post, like on this APM provider, like wanted to get your thoughts on an integration like that. And and then lastly, you know, just in terms of echoing, respecting people's time, you know, if you have a, a meeting that can be an email, just, just send it. Um, I've had customers tell me they really appreciate that when I tell them, Hey, guys, as I don't have much for today, but did want to send you the link for our customer conference, check it out and take 30 minutes of your day back. Um, customers really appreciate that. So, and it also gives you more credibility when, because I've had customers say they might not need the time. And I'll say, actually, I do have a couple of things I want to walk you through today. It's one, two, and three. Can we please join? And, and that's worked well. Like the yeah, Elon yeah. Musk way
1: of thinking. Thank you for that. <laughs> <laughs>
7: The value drivers piece is, um,
0: is great too. Like just trying to tie, you know, the customer journey is going to change depending on which value they're trying to drive to or the outcomes they're trying to achieve. So I think that um, is great. You're trying to get prescriptive with some of those. And then to your point too, I always go, I'm sure it's the cliche example nowadays, but if you've seen, I think Jeff uh, Jeff Bezos and Amazon for every meeting, you know, they, they always talk about how they have to have a memo, one page memo, everything has to fit on one page of like, why we're coming to this meeting, what's it about? What are we trying to achieve? So I always think about the agenda in that way too. Um, to your point, Greg, sharing it ahead of time, what are we going to accomplish? Where are we going to spend time again just to level set expectations and make sure um, it's going to be valuable for the customer uh, gala is it gala
8: it's a uh, lady gaga with an l gala
0: gala sorry yeah no I you're right good
8: you're good lady gaga <laughs> um so just something that i always think about when scheduling a meeting is the three p's purpose process and payoff so i like to include that in the agenda to clients as well What's the purpose of our meeting how are we going to achieve that that's the process and what is the payoff of them even doing the thing and to your point uh, jeff i've also been known to cancel a meeting that doesn't have the three p's like internally um so that it isn't a waste of everybody's time
0: i love that another framework that you can use uh the three p's take that with you hopefully you don't have that trademarked um leah i got
8: it from it's like the journey method of selling it was like a course oh, i yeah. took when I, when I worked at disney back in the
0: day so it is uh-huh. not, I do not own this content. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Leah, it looks like you've got your hand raised. What are some thoughts here?
4: Yeah, some other um, things that I think of when I'm trying to get customers to engage is just in the, the long term relationship. When they get handed off to me from implementation, I set expectations up front of what engagement they can expect and get their buy in at that point. So they know when I reach out and say, hey, let's talk about X, it's something they've been waiting for, they know it's coming. Um, and then if the customer is not engaging, having leadership buy-in on my side to back me up. So either my manager or the head of the department might send an email to that quiet customer to get them to engage. Sometimes having the, somebody in authority position who has a bigger title than myself will get a, a response in a meeting on the calendar. And then, of course, you have to provide the value um, to make them want to have those meetings going forward and have them trust that when you try to schedule a meeting with them, that there's going to be that value add.
0: Yeah. I love the point to use about expectation setting right at the very beginning. Um, you know, I think again, on our side as a, uh, as a vendor, uh, we're, we're trying to find the most efficient and effective ways to essentially bring customers to value and to renewal, right. We're trying to get them through our process typically. Um, and so meeting with them monthly or meeting them on whatever cadence we just, we prescribe isn't always the best, um, for them. So even just trying to set expectations about what they would prefer, um, you know, how do we level set expectations right from the very beginning? Um, uh, I think is a great, great point there, Leah. And also just, uh, doing that right at the very beginning or even if it doesn't work at the beginning having a meeting to actually go through that expectation setting again Like I think sometimes that that is also a good exercise to go through, you know, hey, we've been meeting for six months Let's reset on expectations. Um, so I think it's another great point Awesome, um, we'll move to room three. I think we've got time for maybe, uh, one more room. So we'll go room three craig jc leah and paul Somebody want to come up oh, <laughs> Perfect. There you go
4: <laughs> Uh, And I'm putting it in the the chat as well. Um, So uh, this is my current situation, but I'm I'm hoping it's helpful to everyone. Um, I'm in a senior CSM role. I'm hoping to eventually end up in a leadership role. Um, I'm I'm hitting a ceiling with that. And so I'm looking for advice. I'm on a fairly small team right now. So there's really only one position for me to move up into, which is the, the CSM manager or manager of the CSM team position. But I can't imagine that person going anywhere anytime soon. Um, and so either within my own company or moving to another company, how do I get to a leadership position?
0: Awesome. I think this is a topic. I'm hoping there's um a number of folks in here who uh who've done that before, who've who've had to go um through through that role change. Uh give some advice. So, Scott, looks like you've got your hand raised.
9: Yeah, I, I think one thing is you know, look, look both ways, uh, always in, internally share your interest that that's where you want to go. Um, that's probably the, the biggest thing you can do internally, uh, in a, in a bigger company, uh, although you may think, uh, that it, that it may not happen, uh, that somebody may not leave. Uh, I've seen it happen all the time, you know, any, anybody in leadership is generally looking
0: for their next leadership role. I like it. Um, yeah, I think one of the things that comes to mind too, um, maybe that you can think about as well, Leah, is that I feel like there's more and more roles that are popping up that are within the kind of the customer success organization, but are becoming slightly different. For instance, I lead customer experience and education, um, very much tied into our CSM team. I report up into our chief customer officer, but you know, kind of slightly different nuance from maybe leading a customer success management team. Uh, you've got, you know, CS ops, which is another angle I think to look at as well. If you enjoy kind of the data systems, metric side, trying to figure out how to scale one to many programs. Um, so I also think, you know, what, what are the other aspects of your current job or what you like to do and, and how does that kind of expand or look at the horizon of like what other possibilities are out there? Uh, so I think that comes to mind for me too. Uh, Sean, you've got your hand raised.
3: Yeah. Hey, uh, something that I thought would be worth mentioning is, um, you know demonstrating initiative and demonstrating leadership you know it's not something i find that a lot of you know leaders and even folks that i've looked to as mentors have have shared uh, too much with me in the past and something that i've found that's that's worked really well for me is you know look for opportunities and uh you know to bring solutions to the table so you know you might see you know small you know issues or, or challenges with your job or what your team is trying to accomplish and you know your leader may or may not be aware of those things and and pulling that onion deeper you know may not even have the bandwidth to address those things so you know, things that show initiative are are you taking the opportunity to to bring solutions to the table, not just you know identifying problems and identifying you know ideas, but saying, look, you know, here's an opportunity, here's what I'd like to do to address it. Will you give me the opportunity to you know you know bring this solution to the table or work with someone to to make this work for the team? And and those are opportunities that I've you know continuously looked for in my career to to step up, especially when it wasn't you know you know readily. Uh, uh, especially when the opportunity wasn't readily accessible. So, you know, happy to talk more on that if you like, but I think that's something that's important besides just talking about you know, what you want to do, because a lot of leaders are looking for people that are going to step up, but but not a lot of leaders are, are capable. I think of, of, coaching folks to be able to do that.
0: Ditto. I don't, uh, I don't have anything to add. That was uh, well said, Sean. Um, so I appreciate that. Uh, Vic, you've got your hand raised. Yeah, so uh,
9: I put it up before Jeff started talking the last time, so you kind of stole my thunder, which is fine, uh, is thinking about potential expansion leadership roles in the ops and focusing on the metrics. Uh, but I will echo also what Scott was saying with the, the squeaky wheel gets the oil. If they don't know you're interested in a leadership position, then they're not going to assume so. There are a lot of you know individuals that are happy to be an individual contributor that want to focus on that. Now, if you're if you're trying to think about the next step, I would think You know, potentially looking elsewhere, and that's a challenging decision to make, but if there's not going to be uh, mobility at your current organization, you're kind of stuck. So unless there is that, you know, tangent that you can go into a different leadership role, that's fine, but uh, larger organizations certainly have more roles they can step into. It's much harder to go from a non-leadership role into a leadership role outside of your company. So another option could be a smaller startup or a smaller organization where you get to get in there on the ground floor, work your way up, and kind of build the team around you with the help of the the rest of the organization.
0: Awesome. Sorry to steal your thunder, Vic, but I think you uh, you saved it well. So you had. Uh, <laughs> no other oh, freaking you this time. <laughs> um, Haley, looks like you've got your hand raised.
8: Yeah. So I would just reiterate everything that everyone has said because this is something I'm also looking into. I always expressed it to our HR, as well as my leader lead. So whenever she's looking, which she's currently looking at who is going to be that next manager or team lead, um, they already know exactly who to be pointing out uh, within the team to move and move up and take that position. Um, I also like to join communities. So I've actually joined the the game grow routine leadership office hours a couple of times, because I want to start hearing about the challenges that leadership faces, Um, get familiarized with the overall terminology and just those conversations. So when I do look at, you know, what does it mean to be a CSM leader? um, I've already been involved in some of those conversations by just um, attending some of those office hours with those people that I aspire to be like and get their thoughts and ideas.
0: Awesome. I appreciate the shameless plug. (laughs) CS Leadership Office Hours, see you guys on Thursday at 1130. Awesome. We've got uh, Dana. Uh, I think you've got your hand raised and before Dana goes too, just a quick shout out. I think Patricia, if you were the one who was asking about, um, uh, reading more this year, I believe Dana does a, uh, book club every month. I might be making that up now. So Dana might have to correct me, but I thought it was every month. Uh, so that might be a good, good spot to look at as well. Did I get that wrong, Dana?
10: No, no, you got that. I appreciate the plug. Thanks. (laughs) You got it. Uh, Thank you. Okay. So, um, Yeah, I'm actually writing a book on um, how to land and succeed in the customer success profession. Part one just came out, but part two uh, that's going to come out in a couple of weeks is just on this topic, which is like, what do you need to know to get promoted to the next uh, step? So this is like a little, if you guys want to take a screenshot of that. um, On the left, I basically use the correlation to the customer success equation and then um correlate it to an employment success equation and uh and then over here is kind of the journey that you would take what you need to know to get from one stage to the next these are just really quick images but i would say in general um it has to be about the the employer so you know, we focus so much on customer success about the customer, but those same ideals can be translated to um, employers. So as long as you're making the employer successful, then, you know, and you're always focusing on how to do that, then you'll, you'll be able to, to move up to the next round, whether it's at that company or, uh, or another. So I go into tactics and all that in the book, but at a, at a high level, that's kind of it. And you can kind of see how we measure that too. Hope that's helpful. Awesome.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, We might be trying to find a way to to help bring some of those uh, images to everybody too. But I think that's uh, a great point that Dana brings up, you know, just about employee experience, thinking about, um, you know, when you start to become people leader, you have to put your team first, so to speak, and put the business first. Um, So we, uh, it's something that we think about a lot. Uh, Well, I know we only got through, I think about four groups, maybe even three groups today. Um, So if we didn't call on you, my one ask is going to be, if you can go to gain, grow, retain, and just drop your topic into a discussion thread we'll uh we'll share those around and make sure people can um go in and comment and, and start some discussions there so shameless plug go to gangrotain.com. we'll have some more discussions that we threw up from today uh but appreciate everyone joining this is always fun uh to do this like i said jeremy's gonna be helping us lead next week um, if you all want to uh be like jeremy and uh take on you know uh, a session just reach out to me happy to find more people to uh to bring into the fold but um, always appreciate the discussion. Hope you all got to meet one new person today. Uh, and hopefully you got a couple of actionable things that you can take away. And we'll see you on Thursday for leadership office hours. Uh, if you want to join Haley in that, she'll she'll be there on Thursday, hopefully. And then um, if not, we'll see you all again next Tuesday for uh, another session, but appreciate the time. And we'll, uh, we'll see you all soon. Hey guys, thanks so much for taking the time to listen to the Gain, Grow, Retain podcast. If you liked what you heard, please take a moment and share the podcast with your friends and colleagues and subscribe. We really appreciate it. Talk to you soon.